Hi, and welcome to Bloody Good Reads. I am your host, Mark Goddard. And today's guest is the amazing author of the brand new book, The Followers. Uh, she has been an, an author and a writer for a very, very long time. Uh, we've got quite a few collections and couple, quite a few books to talk about in this episode as well. Uh, she wrote the amazing article, um, How to Kill Yourself Slowly, which uh, I have just re- read tonight and it's some heavy stuff but um amazing 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 article. I, I highly recommend going and reading it um welcome to the podcast christina Berglund. Welcome to the thank podcast. you for having me now all right so what we like to do here on bloody goodreads is grab authors from all over horror thriller and crime and get to know a little bit about them a little bit about the projects and uh yeah find out what is your bloody goodreads from this time <laughs> so um i'm gonna ask a question like i always do what got you into horror? I feel like I have the most cliche and typical answer <laughs> to this question. <laughs> most people um, do. <laughs> <laughs> it started in childhood. I was always really drawn to like the darker and macabre sort of things. I loved Halloween and that naturally led me into, you know, Goosebumps and Fear Street and Stephen King. And it kind of just spiraled out from there. So I started with the training wheels and then I was kind of turned loose in the library when I was a child. All of my viewing, like television and movies, was very censored, very controlled. But that was not extended into the library. So in the library, I just was turned loose and would go straight into the horror section and read all the things. (laughs) Luckily, books aren't as well censored as filmed movies, so it's easier to, to grab stuff that you wouldn't afford to grab. Exactly. <laughs> no, um, you don't hear many people mention Goosebumps. I always mention Goosebumps on this podcast because it's what got me into horror. But um, very rarely do you. So it's nice to hear Goosebumps be mentioned. That's absolutely where I started. I used to read them when they came out and finish them in the first day and wait for the next one and repeat over and over again. So did you always want to be a writer as well? Or was it something that you kind of want to get into more in a later life? Yeah, I decided in fourth grade that I wanted to publish books, because we did a class project where we published books, we typeset them, we made book dust jackets, we did the whole thing. And I was like, this, this is what I want to do with my life right here. So when was it that you kind of started kind of writing more professionally? And um, how did you kind of start getting into the genre? Like, you know, um, writing wise. <laughs> well, I started, I kind of always wrote, but I didn't really do anything with it until after college. I wrote How to Kill Yourself Slowly in college as an assignment in my creative nonfiction class. Those critiques were interesting. Um, <laughs> and then that was the first thing I got published by kind of an outside source. After that, I didn't really do much until Savages. I wrote that book for a contest and it it won a publication contract. And then I just kind of started writing for publication all the time after that shorts and more books and have just been going since then. Every podcast, we ask a guest to bring along three books to absolutely love because I'm a bastard and (laughs) apparently it's it's, it's the hardest thing to do in the world. Uh, So uh, what is the first book you brought along today? What is your first bloody good read? All right. This was a, extremely hard to prepare for because <laughs> there are so many books so i i did not pick like my top three i picked three recent ones that i really loved that is fair. <laughs> so and i was gonna go the only good indians but it was on a recent episode that i listened to so i changed my mind 
And I went with (laughs) My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones because I really enjoyed that book. I've read a lot of reviews where people thought it kind of slogged in the middle, but I did not have that problem because I was so enamored with the blend of slasher worship and then the emotionality of the main character that I could have just lived in the book indefinitely. (laughs) I'm thrilled that there's a sequel coming out in the summer. Mm Mm-hmm. I loved it. So it is on my bookcase at this moment. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I actually, in, it's in my list. I actually met him at the Tallyride Horror Show in October uh-huh. and had him sign it for me. But I, I thought the blending and the parallels between the slasher genre and then the story was a good balance because it's got papers that the main character writes about the slasher genre woven mm. into the narrative. So it, it basically draws the parallels for you the entire time. So she'll write a paper about a different element of the slasher genre, and then something similar will happen in the narrative. And it flows very nicely that way, in my opinion. Have you always been a slasher fan? I Slasher's not my favorite subgenre in horror, but hmm. it's definitely, it's always fun to watch because you don't have to think very much. You can just kind of enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, I, mean, I, I grew up in slashes like Scream and you know, I know what he did last summer and stuff. It's always like quite a good entry point into horror. Yeah, Scream was my first horror movie, so that kind of got me started. And they're always just fun to watch. You don't, They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be you know, necessarily very well done. You can still enjoy them even when they're not good. What is your favorite genre then? Since slash is not your, your, kind of, your, your favorite subgenre, what would you normally go for? I usually like more of the psychological horror. And I mean, that yeah, kind of will end up wandering into, you know, the crime horror sometimes. So mm. like Silence of the Lambs, really. I love that one. When you're getting into why people are doing terrible things. <laughs> no, no, definitely. I mean, psychological horror is it's such a thin line between crime and horror. It's one uh, it's when when of those, yeah, darker side of horror sometimes as well. Yeah, and I've I've had debates with other horror lovers about where the line is and how there's no real authority in the genre to say what's horror and what's not. Like some people think there has to be a supernatural element for it to be horror. I don't agree. But is it then like a body count thing or a violence thing? Like what makes it actually what is horror? horror? Yeah. Yeah, cuz it it's yeah, I've had the arguments. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody comes from a different side of the horror horror kind of community as well, and they they, they do have this kind of very strong opinion sometimes in, in this community. Yeah. So, so after Savages, it was was it the Waning you had next? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Where the idea of that one come about? The Waning actually started as this like eleven page, just sort of short fiction snippet. And I never had any intention of doing anything with it. It just kind of popped in my head and I wrote it out and I put it in a drawer and moved on with my life. And then (laughs) my publisher at the time wanted a second novella. And I was like, all right, we'll we'll, we'll see what I can do with this. And I stretched the waning in to something longer and kind of used the premise I had in the short to figure out like, you know, when you watch a horror movie, you're like, well, I would do this. In this situation, I would just, I would kick the guy and I would go over here. And I'm like, well, would you really? Like, if you were, <laughs> if you were, in the in the case of The Waiting, if you were 
in someone's closet in a cage for X mm-hmm. number of days, what would you actually do? Would you do what you thought or would you surprise yourself in those circumstances? So it was kind of that as this woman descends into Stockholm syndrome. Cool. I think the, the cover looks looks really interesting. I like the cover. Really. I, have a, I have a thing for covers. We'll find People will find that out once my, um, the next episode comes out. But I do have a thing for covers. And that's actually really, it's a really kind of well hand-drawn kind of style cover. Yeah, my friend actually drew that cover and the cover for Savages. So it was one where we got to talk it out and he could ask me a bunch of questions and knows me pretty well. So I think it mm-hmm. shows in the art. Done, let's go to the second one. What is your second bloody good read? My second one is Blackwater Tales to the Moon and Back by Jean Nicole Rivers. So this one kind of goes somewhere that's still taboo for horror, and it goes into the postpartum space, which I've written a postpartum horror story before, and it it's hard to get people on board for this, and I thought it was handled in this book so very real and so very well like it was scary it was unnerving and as someone who is a mother it was it was spot on it was very much horror and terrifying and very complex because of all those other emotions that come up when we start talking about kids and we start talking about pregnancy and babies Mm -hmm. and so the whole thing was just done so well because it was so very accurate i've never heard of this one i've come across no definitely one for the list yeah she has the blackwater tales she has kind of a series of books that aren't necessarily cumulative stories but they're Mm. all set in the same universe okay cool very good choice after the waning where did you go from there after the waning i wrote the rest will come That one is about online dating, and it's more of a horror comedy. So it it is about if um, online dating were to drive you to murder, which it can. Yeah. (laughs) Which it can. (laughs) So instead of it being someone's coming to get you, it's definitely she she's going to get someone. It's more from the killer perspective. Cool, cool. Your latest book. Let's go. Let's go to what you got out at the moment you've landed a good book deal with uh crystal lake publishing which is a massive name in the kind of indie horror mm-hmm. so tell us a little about the the followers so followers is it's kind of similar to the rest will come in that it goes into that sort of internet virtual horror space and it's about mm. internet stalkers and it's a woman who's trying to like launch a successful influencer or website sort of career. And she's kind of collecting all these relationships online. She's feeding her ego by getting all this attention online and not really being cautious about the fact that you don't always know who's on the other side of the screen. Mm -hmm. And so when those people start to transition and come into her real life, it doesn't go very well. So the first, the, I, I try and get at least the first chapter of each guest, because there's so many guests on this podcast, it's really hard to get every book read. <laughs> but um, I do love your first chapter of this book, and it does really kind of set her in, you, you can tell the main character in this book is very horror-based. Horror the whole kind of 
photo shoot in the bath with the uh, with the fake blood sticking to you. That that's quite you know it's such a, such a real feeling to that book. So yeah, and I definitely put a lot of horror into the book because I put her in the horror genre because I also wanted it to be. She really loves horror, but then horror starts to happen in real life. So does she get to keep loving the genre? Like, can she mm-hmm. have the same relationship with it when it happens for real? Is that kind of fantasy mixed with reality? And can you really deal with it both? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's definitely a question that's been posed to me multiple times. Like, how can you how can you love all this horrible stuff? How can you love all this violence? What if it happened in real life? So maybe I kind of played yeah. it out in the book. It is that that's that chat you have with a lot of people. How how can you be a horror fan? What is it about horror that you love? Yeah, um, especially from outsiders. Definitely the how can you possibly like this sort of question. <laughs> <laughs> Your third bloody good read. What have we what have we brought on today? I have Baby Teeth by Zoya Stage. I've heard a lot of good things about this book. What is it about this one that kind of drew drew you in? I am a sucker for multi perspective novels like my one of my favorite books is seven types of ambiguity by Elliot Perlman Mm -hmm. and this one has you know the dual narration between the mother and the child as they're kind of fight they're vying for the attention of the father in the family and so you get you know the same situation from both points of view which which gives you a more holistic view of it Mm -hmm. and the daughter is potentially a sociopath and it's just fascinating. The whole the whole story is it's just fascinating to watch them fight each other and the way they are manipulating and interpreting each other from each side. I think it's it's got a lot of good reviews. Um, it's one that was bounced about when we were doing the book club um, a few episodes ago. But uh, no, it's definitely one that uh, yeah, I definitely would like to pick that one up and give that one a try. And she's such a great author as well. Yeah, and similar to the to the moon and back, it's again there's some of those realities about the mother child relationship that people don't talk about that come mm. up where you're like, yes, this is actually a thing, right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, was it Hellbound Publishing that got you your first kind of writing? Well, I actually started with Ascent Publishing that have since gone under, and then Hellbound picked up my two books that had been with them and mm. republished them. Kind of, what, what, what are you going to go for film-wise? What's kind of like your film kind of preferences when it comes to horror? I will, I will watch horror all the time. I'm cut off currently because I oversaturate our house in horror during October, so I'm ah. on a forced <laughs> hiatus through Christmas. But um, <laughs> I, I really like all kinds of horror, and we go to like the Tallyride Horror Show. So we go to film festivals where you get exposed to less mainstream stuff, stuff that doesn't even necessarily make the movie theater circuit. Yeah, yeah. So I saw some very entertaining Irish vampire movie this year. It's very <laughs> funny. Um, <laughs> I saw a traumatic um, Taiwanese. I think it was Taiwanese. I saw a very traumatic Taiwanese movie that was brilliant, but had every trigger wor- warning imaginable. Oh dear. <laughs> it, it's, like, it's a one watcher. Like you watch yeah, it, like, you're happy you yeah. saw it. You never want to see it again. 
<laughs> it's a Serbian film effect. You watch it once, you never watch it again. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> because you never need to see that kind of stuff a second time. But <laughs> so I all over the place. Like I like horror comedy to splice in with the heavier stuff, like the really disturbing stuff. I like mm-hmm. French horror because it's just very visceral and very bloody. Um, yeah, pretty much all over the place. But I will always, I will always come home to the psychological horror. Always. It sounds very similar to what we have up here. It's Fright Fest over here. It's a, a huge kind of five-day horror festival. And you get a lot of the films which you might not even see come up kind of on streaming or, or on DVD. So no, it's, it's good to know that there's a, there's, a, there's a festival out there very much like Fright Fest over here. So. Yeah, it's always a fun experience because you'll actually get to interact with some of the filmmakers and Get to hear their Q and A and stuff like that. I find that stuff interesting because I never watch the bonus features of anything, but I will listen to an actual human say it in person. Oh, if they're there in person, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, mean, I remember kind of Friday first back when he used to go quite a lot more than I do now, and it's you know I'm meeting Kane Hodder in a in a in the bar in the cinema having a drink of him, which is weird. <laughs> like this this is so weird. I'm drinking with Jason. <laughs> it's like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, you, you, you know, friends of some of the people who do the um, kind of parts of the organizing. It's like, no, come over here, come come come, come chat. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> it's too weird. It's too weird. Yeah, we we went to the Stanley Film Festival back when that was a thing, and it was when. Elijah Wood had released Cooties and they mm. did a release party for it. And it, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but yeah, the, yeah. the zombie virus, you know, starts with chicken nuggets. And so at yeah. the party, they had the whole production crew do a chicken nugget eating contest. And it was hysterical. <laughs> they had like this nasty green sauce all over them. It was, it was hilarious. It's good to get on them events. I'm into one a long time. <laughs> So what have you got planned next? Is it another book with Crystal Crystal Lake? or I'm not sure. I've written another novel. I kind of wrote it during quarantine because what else mm. was I doing? And yeah. it's actually not horror unless you are coming at horror from the fact that humans are just terrible. Um, mm-hmm. And I haven't decided what that where that's going to go. And then, you know, it's National Novel Writing Month where everyone tries to write or 50,000 words in the month and this month I'm trying my first fan fiction endeavor which I've never tried before so if I yield anything out of that it's not really publishable because you can't profit off of fan fiction obviously but I mean maybe I toss it on a blog somewhere someday just because it's written (laughs) but (laughs) I am I'm writing scream from the perspective of the killers Oh, very cool. Very cool. So it's mostly just a write for the hell of it exercise, just to do something that makes me happy. I love Scream. I have to watch it like 500 times to write this, so. (laughs) Are you a fan of the sequels as well? Um, Some of them. I will always watch them and I will always enjoy them, but Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) they're all right. I'm curious about, you know, five in January. It should be okay. Let's see where it goes. You know, can't be as bad as three, but you know, nothing can be as bad as three. (laughs) Three, three, three wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) 
Meant TV, meant TV show did all right. I mean, I didn't mind TV show. Um, it was fine. It's yeah, I mean, I enjoy again. I enjoyed it. Is it amazing? No, but was yeah. I entertained? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> cool. Brilliant. So, thank you for coming on. Is there anything else you'd like to plug while we're here? Um, I am in several holiday anthologies with uh, Kevin J. Kennedy that are good for this time of year. Definitely. <laughs> to go check them ones out. Yeah. He always puts out a good anthology. So. And you can't be a good Christmas anthology either. So. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, where can people find you if you want to be found? My stuff is sold on Amazon, and then I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all the all, all, the, all the typical <laughs> places. I'm pretty easy to find. I think if you Google my name, it's me and some Swedish scientist. <laughs> Strange enough, you you, you, go, you put me into Amazon. Some uh, you also get a um, something to do with space. I don't <laughs> know why. So you got kind of my my my, my two horror stuff that I've done. And a space book. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird how it works. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'll take credit for that too. Yeah, space yeah, as well. <laughs> I, I, I live in space. This one. Yeah. <laughs> Again, thank you so much for coming on. It's been really lovely talking to you. Um, go and check out followers. Um, again, I have, I've, been, I've been reading it here. Um, it's really, really good. So do go and check it out. Um, so I'll put the link in the description below for where to buy that as well. And as always, a huge shout out to our sponsor, uh, Bonneville Book Club. Uh, they are the book subscription service here in the UK. Um, there's two different boxes. You've got the full, full guts box, which will have a brand new book, a second hand book, uh, either a magazine, another second book, or... Um, something else kind of book related inside there with it as well uh, you also get coffees hot chocolates teas uh, a british snack and they'll normally have a really cool pin in there as well if you don't want all the extra extra stuff you can also just go for just the book box on there as well so we go to a bonnablebookclub.createjoy.com uh you put in the code bloody good read to get 10 percent off your first box as well so go and check it out. It's, the, it's my favorite thing that for the, for the month. Well, I look forward to right at the start of the month, every single month, and you will not be disappointed. You can also catch me over on Twitter at Bloody Good Reads. You can catch me over on Instagram at Bloody Good Reads. And you can also catch out the brand new reboot website for uh, us and Bloody Good Screen, the film version of this podcast, over at bloodygoodscreen.com. You get book reviews, film reviews, um, book features, everything on there that we would normally do on Snakebite Horror, but rebooted for a brand new, brand new set website there as well. So, as always, I've been your host, Bacolod, and I'll see you next time.